Hey guys, welcome to another episode of a Music in Time podcast. On this episode, we're breaking down Da Green's second album titled CEO. This album pushed Da Green into superstardom and the album became even more memorable after his untimely passing away. I sit down with two people who are in one way connected to this album of the person, Ayomide Tayo and Jide Tayo. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We're breaking down Da Green's CEO album mm-hmm. and um, I wouldn't be doing this with anybody else <laughs> apart from <laughs> these two guys. I have with me Jide Taiwo, yes, yes, a sir. man of many hats, um, but today I would describe him as a, I want to describe him as a music journalist, first of all. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I might talk him too early. Yeah, continue with trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I like to describe him as a music journalist, but uh, I mean, with so much history, you know, so much, so much knowledge of uh, the music industry. Right. And um, I'm kind of envious, you know, if you read his newsletters and I, he's going to definitely plug all that in. Yes, sir. Um, the kind of stories that GD has to tell is, you know, he's writing small biopics. Yeah. You know, and um, it's really good, really, really good work. GD has uh, worked in print magazine. He currently works at Boomplay, a music distribution company, as um, the head of content. Yeah, 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 yeah. For... Um, technically chief content officer. Okay. We have so to give props to Elliot Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Elliot Elliot started with uh, yep. with that title. Exactly. So yeah, Jide is here and um, he has a newsletter. Ben, yeah. Um It's called History Made. History Made, yeah. So and you can subscribe on Substack, right? Substack, yeah. So historymade.substack.com historymade.substack.com Yeah. Alright, great. And I hear you're writing a book as well. That's actually what the, um, the newsletter is for. Um, updates about the book. Yes, the book is called History Made. Mm. Fantastic, fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. When is History Made dropping? Hopefully December. It was supposed to come out um, July. But since... Um, Let's just blame it on COVID. I mean, everything uh, yeah, happened yeah. now. It's all COVID. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and I have with me regular, you know, regular guest on the show. Yep. I, this show wouldn't be this show <laughs> without without this man here. I am Yep, yep, yep. Um, another pop culture maven and historian, and a journalist, and a curator. So many... So many hats. So many hats, so many titles. Um, currently senior editor, senior editor at Opera News as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ayo, thanks for being here. No problem. Yeah, and I was just saying earlier that I would have no other people right. to break down Da Green's CEO album than you guys, because yeah. um, somehow, somewhere, you guys are sort of connected to the album, yeah. or connected to people who know the album. Right. Um, yeah, Da Green, CEO. Mm. Groundbreaking album. I want us to talk about it, but let's start with the background. Right. Yeah. Let's start with the background. Let's start with indigenous rap, mm. specifically mm. Yoruba rap. Mm-mm. Okay. I think the first time I was introduced to Yoruba rap had to be AY, right? AY not to be confused with the comedian yeah. or AY.com. Mm. AY, the rapper who was in the UK and had released a record called Hard to Survive. Hard to Survive, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Before How to Survive, survive was uh, We Gonna Make It. We Gonna Make It. Oh, oh, oh We Gonna make, make, make It. So, he, he recorded How to Survive first. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. I spoke with him. I, I was, everybody's looking for AY. Yeah. You know, I've been asking people. That I have know. his EP, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have, have access to the EP. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know it's on YouTube somewhere. I don't. It's there. So, How to Survive was recorded first. 
But, you know, this was a time that everything was still in its infancy. So it was difficult for him to distribute and all whatnot. I th- said, so here's where the, the confusion is. A lot of people credit a lot of Ajasa. Yeah. Lot of Ajasa came out officially in 99. We heard the song on radio. Yeah. AY says they had recorded it is about a year or so before, but it didn't come out until 99. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah, what was the question? <laughs> We're dancing around when, the question. When, when, did, we, when, did, it, when yeah. did we start? So, I would say, I would say late 90s. Yeah, late 90s. Late 90s. Between AY and a lot of Ajasa. Yeah. Because I did the research and a lot of people won't give you a, def- they won't give you a definite answer. Some will say a lot of Ajasa. Some will say it's AY. So it's between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so AY, and he dropped the EP, yeah. um, the AY Toba Ready EP, mm. which had the songs How to Survive, yeah. had um, Shayo, yeah. which is which is my record. I, that's, I love my record. <laughs> that's my record. That's my record. Right. And then you had Lord of Ajasa. Mm. Yeah. Right? By 1999, Lord right. of Ajasa had already released two albums. Mm. The debut album being It's Too Much. Yeah. And the follow-up album, which to me is such a amazing, such an amazing album. Right. Um, Second, Second Turning by the Right. By the right. Yeah. Yeah. Which had Lenny Fenuso with Nice. We had the Shalou Badi right. and some other records. So, indigenous rap was kind of established, but not as respected or, or I would say, accepted, mm. you know, whether in the hip-hop community or even, like, locally and culturally. Everybody had seen hip-hop as what it was. If you're going to do hip-hop, yeah. it's probably being done in English mm. or, at best, pidgin. And remember, there was still that whole back and forth with, is indigenous rap yeah, hip-hop or not? Yeah. You know, with uh, Mode 9 and Rugged Man leading... Yeah, you know, both charge. ends yeah. of 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 yeah. the conversation, or in this case, beef or argument, <laughs> or hi, however you want to describe <laughs> it. I will tell you that there's no beef. Yeah, yeah, however you want to describe it at the time. Right. Um, but I think the first time for me, indigenous indigenous rap was validated was when Lord of Ajasa got nominated alongside Mo Nine at the first Hip Hop World Awards in 2006. Right. Wow! And although Mo won the award, I remember reading you know, the Hip Hop World magazine and they dedicated a page to Lord of Ajasa. He was nominated, you know, for an indigenous rapper. It was a big deal. Mm. And to me, that was the first time publicly I started to see some level of validation mm. around indigenous rap. Yeah. And before 1999, of course, Dagreen had released his um, his first album two years earlier in 2007, um, Still on the Matter. Oh, okay. Yeah. You said 99. You I said before 99. That's, <laughs> I was scared. So before 2009. Oh, yeah. sorry. Before yeah, yeah. 2009. Before 2009. Yeah. Sorry if I made that mistake. Yeah. Before, obviously, before 2009. Right. Um, he had released the his first, you know, his first album, Still on the Matter. Yeah. That had um the record Rap Rules. Who remembers Rap Rules? Yeah. Yeah, it is a ripper slammed that record. Yeah. 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 Should we listen to Rap Rules? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Like a like a the Lagos City. Put him represented by Latin 
When was the first time you guys heard of that grand? That was actually the record. And I remember Ripa played, played it. And I was like, who is this guy? But I never caught the name. And they kept playing it for months and months and months on it. I was like, yo, whoever this guy is, he can He tried. Then he just disappeared from radio. For no reason. I just didn't understand why. And I never caught his name. So me, I have a different approach. Because the first time I heard it, I didn't particularly like it. Because oh. it reminded me so much of AY and Jaru. You could tell that this guy's was this guy was influenced by Jaru. Yeah. I just took the AY swag. So I'm like, who is this one trying to sound like AY? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, w- I think I was in, I must have been in school or something. And then I heard it. It took me a couple of more listens. I'm like, okay, maybe we should give this guy a chance because the AY himself, we've not seen him for all of these years. <laughs> Do you understand? So that that was my introduction to that green. I think it was signed. I can't remember what record label was. I didn't even know about a record label or all of these things until later on. But hearing him, and for somebody who had listened to a lot of American hip hop, you know, was something that was pretty much. It's try. It try. It try. Yeah. It try. Hmm. Interesting. And funny enough, if you listen to the lyrics, like if you listen to the lyrics of the song, he's he's kind of addressing you know style of music. Yeah. And saying. If you're going to stick to something, stick to something. Yeah, hey, right. I'm doing this and I'm proud of what I'm doing. Right. You know, it's indigenous rap and I'm sure he must have been getting some sort of kickback right. from yeah. the hip-hop community at the time. Yeah. You know, I remember back in 2010 when he passed away. I remember right. I was in a studio with a couple of guys. Shout out to my guy called Tycoon. Yeah. Mm. He was, you know, I don't know if you guys know Tycoon. Yeah, I know. He was um, in a group with a guy called Chop the Bone. This is Mode 9 sets, right? And they, they talked about how you know, that green would always like come around and they would just, you know, push him to the side because he wasn't always rapping in English. Yeah. So he must have been facing all that thing for a couple of years, you know, and for him to then address it on the record, you know, people jumping from this style or yeah. that style. If you're just going to do something, do it. Stick to it. Right. And I think that's when, you know, I discovered him. And subsequently, he dropped the video for the song. Mm. Um, Never got to listen to the album at the time. I never knew there was an album. Yeah, no, there was an album. Yeah, I even knew there was an album. I heard, I, I think I laid my hands on the physical CD, oh. you know, some mm. a year later or so, and I bumped right. the album. Right. At the time, that green was signed to, you know, a gentleman called Sati Ramon. Sati Ramon. And so it was signed to Sati Records. So uh, for people who don't know, Sati Ramon is, is, is more in tune with Fuji yeah. and all the Lagos type of sounds. 
So you could describe him as a Lagos big boy. I mean, yeah, you know, Saturday morning to keep it to, keep, to be as PC as possible. <laughs> Do you understand? You know, so for him to be invested in an artist that wasn't doing food like hip hop, yeah. Do you understand? You know, it's, it's even it's it's remarkable because must have spotted something really special in the guy. Saturday morning is at home with K One and Pasuma and Ushukba and all of that. So for for they're going to say I'm a rapper and they say okay. Let's do this thing. It's 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 remarkable. Mm. It's remarkable. It is. It is. It is. And the next time we heard of that green was on YQ's record. Yeah, Efimile. Yeah. Efimile. And you know, you heard the record. Doctor Frabs produced the record, and you are hearing this guy jump on the first verse. Mm. YQ is taking the hook and this, the, the you know the solo, and he right. comes back again to finish it off with another bloody yeah. sixteen. Yeah. The funny thing for me is that I didn't even like that green on that record because I didn't even know it was that green that I listened to rappers. I was like. Who is this guy? I rather preferred YQ, but I noticed that everybody who listened to that record seemed to like that green for some reason. They're like mm. they love that guy. I'm like I'm not sold, but from there you could see people gravitating towards that green. He was building like maybe that stardom around him, and you know that was the record that did it for him. That set the tone for what he was about to do next. Right, and the very key. It's very key in the history or legend of if you are even making a biopic of that green, that that song has to be there mm. because that set the tempo for him. Mm. And so, um, for me, I think we as Nigerians love hip hop. This wave of our urban music started with people trying to do hip hop. You can look at Idris Abdul Karim and say, do, 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 please give me some fufu. It's whack. But it was what we wanted to listen I to. I have but a whole story. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah it's I not, agree with you. You know, it was in tune with what I, we wanted the, to hear. Yeah, at that time, what we could digest. What we could digest. So, again, added to the fact that street culture is a big thing. Yeah. Agbero lifestyle. is huge. It's huge. Now, you have somebody who wasn't make pretensions about his influences. I mean, influenced by these streets that you guys thumb your noses at and riding a beat like the Dr. Farris produced Efimile. Mm-hmm. So, you could not, even if you didn't like how Dagrin sounded on it, there's no way you can ignore him. Yeah. Like, how is this guy flowing this badly? And you say, Moziboro, Miso, you know, lay me gently, Mochimaruke, be gently. You know, it's, it's, it's insane because those are things that people see on a daily basis. If you leave, one of the things that blow my mind is when I'm passing through Ikeja and you see all of these hustlers on the street right next to the airport. Yeah. If you if you walk on the pedestrian bridge at that along, you can see that there are carcasses of airplanes. Yeah. There are beggars on the pedestrian bridge. There are people who are never going to fly on an airplane. Never. And they are very close to it. So you already know now, you look up, there are airplanes everywhere. And those are things that Dagrin was saying that this is what I want. I remember Jet Li from Crouching Tiger in Dragon. It was big in Nigeria. I mean, it was big. You know, you know how Kung Fu films are. Yeah. I have a scar at the back of my head that I told my mother <laughs> that. <laughs> well, so when I fell off the bunk, what we were fighting Shaolin Temple. So back to Dagrin, uh, these were some of the things that endeared him to the populace, the people that were listening. You had a, a population of young people that were influenced by American hip-hop. And then you have this guy who is speaking the same language as you, who is saying the things that you think as hip-hop. Mm. You could definitely not ignore it. You also have to, if you listen to Efimile and listen to Dagrin's lyrics, first off, who puts like a rapper in front of 
the record. Yeah, very the pop very cultural artist. I mean, I mean, the pop, the pop artist, artist. You know, the format is was. You don't have to give it to YQ, right? It's a YQ song. It's a YQ song. Like a YQ. record. Exactly. It's a YQ song, but you have to even give it to YQ to push that as a first single. You know, yeah. as a pop artist in two thousand and and eight, that's not the kind of song you release as a. Yeah, I mean, as a pop I mean, it artist, it was risky. Yeah, I don't very know who, risky. I don't know who that YQ. It was, was a creative risk from all of yeah, them. From yeah. all of them, I don't know who was backing YQ at the time. Mm-hmm. But some of the things that you be like, okay. If he had failed, they'll be like, and they shot a video for it. Yeah, shot and this video. is not. It was time. an independent artist before he signed on to Storm. Storm also was on Storm for a short while. Yeah, so he released the album on Storm, on but Storm. when he dropped the record, it was it was an independent indie, artist. You know, yeah, so it's it's a risk that paid off, and I'd like to think more for that green than he did for Wyke himself. And yeah, if you're looking at it now, yeah, because he really really started his career. Then you, you listen to the lyrics again and you see how intentional that green is. Mm. He's not rapping around it. He's fully focused on YQ's chorus yeah, the and th- the theme of the song. The thing we even touched on is that he has got he had gotten better as a rapper. Yeah. So listen to rap rules. His flow wasn't was start stop, but now he could go r- fully, not even stopping. He had already mastered the art. And right. I think we'll talk on that, touch on that later, but that was obviously So Six influence. Mm. I, I mm. totally agree. There's a clear difference, or oh, at least a clear like improvement. Yes, there was a clear improvement in lyrics, the delivery, the way he got the manner, the inflection. Mm. I was delivering his words. You know that he had gone through, he had gone through yeah. something. If you, had, if you listen to Still on the Matter, right? The production is made. Yeah. Right? And the lyrics, the rap, the rap flow is also made. Yeah. You could tell that, you yeah. know, he needed there was there was room no, no, for improvement. No, a lot of work to be done. Yeah. yeah, and you could start to see it already on Efimile. Let's yeah. listen to let's listen to Efimile. YQ featuring that green. Yeah, YQ, that green. You wanna know why a lot of ladies kill for this one? Cause a lot of money in this one. <laughs> and you already know. And two round Carole Jesse move. And you know who spend the dough. The flowers, baby. Holla at you, boy. <laughs> Fine, move fresh, move on my shirt. But me, money, money, yeah, the moon berry, man, yes, moon berry. But I'm thinking of me, man, you don't know my room. Down on your body, me streets, money, me only life. Me want suspect people, money, book with a knife. Too bad, so they you come, money, more corrupt. When a life, too, my leave, you're my daughter, I don't. Somebody, me streets, one put me love, bro, cool. When a life, too, my leave, money, me only pack, cool. Don't know, move back by me, eh, get it too cool. With a brand new shoe, man, every time I'm feeling cool. Then shall I, yeah, do my shit, leave you brief. Every hood, we are dead, man. They call me shit. They can't money where I get me to be for teeth. Kill a day to beat me. Life minimum. Move a mobile motion. Jewel move a mobile motion. Bawo move a barra. Bo me lower me. Move a mobile motion. Jewel move a mobile motion. Bawo move a barra. Bo me lower me. Move a mobile motion. Jewel me. Move a mobile motion. Bawo me. Move a mobile motion. Jewel me. So this song drops, of course. Scattered. Rhythm FM is playing it. It's top seven jams scattered. are seven. It, it gets to number one. Nominated it's for Hedis. You know, it's everywhere. Oh, it's nominated yeah. for the Hedis, you know. Um, Ayo, you were working at Hip Hop World at the time. Yes. You started writing for Hip Hop World magazine at that at the time. time. Yeah. yeah, that was the time. It was this time I just entered the industry. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So Dagrin, we are coming to the industry. <laughs> <laughs> and... And and the song has taken off. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys remember, while this song was taking off, there was another song he was featured on. La La. Idinla. Idinla. 
and he featured that green on the record and, and he did the same thing he did the same thing he killed it <laughs> you know so while he, he had done the street record he had done the the record for the ladies yeah. and the lala guy it was the same format also produced by by Dr Frabs Frabs yeah. At, at this time, that green was coming to, you know, um, Ikpaja area. Dr. Frabs grew up in Ikpaja, right? Yeah. And, you know, this young guy, maverick producer, he started to produce for everybody. He's done beats for um, 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 Banky W, you know, or, or before then, but he has started to do a lot of work. He started yeah. collaborating with Mohit. Yeah. Um, he's, of course, rumored to have produced um, Why Me? Mm-hmm. And a couple right. of other hits, and he had, you know, been working. He had worked on um, with the band on Jassy. He had worked with Wed MC. So interestingly, the same beat, <laughs> you know. And he has started to do some stuff. Yeah. So you know, Frabs, of course, Waiky also grew up in Egbeda. Egbeda is not far from yeah. from Barua. You know, shout out oh, to yeah. Frabs. <laughs> He's in the US now, relaxing. But yeah. if he listens to this, he'll just be laughing. We all grew up in the same, you know, uh, yeah. hood. And so, you know, you can, that collaboration is happening in Alimosha local governments and mm. Dagreen is also, you know, visiting. Not down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, making all this collab. So you, you, the first record comes out with YQ and this record comes out like a month later. This is all happening in mid 2008, around June 2008. Yeah. 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 And this is all happening. And you hear this other record too. And, you know, it's effortless. It kills yeah. it. Like his flow was just like, bro, like, like other Yoruba rappers, the flow wasn't as his flow was just too intensive. Like, bro, it was just effortless. Like he was just picking the words from the sky and just mm-hmm. delivering it, and it made people just listen to that green. Like, who is this this guy? These records were popping, but I think at this time, you know, we have to mention that the the prevalence scene right then was being dominated by NATO and MI. Of course. So it held Dagreen back a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is 2008, right? Because in terms of flow, you, bro, Dagreen, I mean, NATO and MI. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, for me, that's why, you know, Dagreen is special. Yeah. You know, he, he made, again, he made no pretentious and pretenses about, you know, what he was and where he was from. Where he was coming from, yeah. Exactly. I'm never, I've, I've seen some of his in, interviews and he says, I didn't even finish school. There's no way I can out rhyme these guys in the language of choice, which is English. Or the lifestyle we're trying or to the bring. lifestyle. You know, that green we'll get into all of this. That green is a is a hustler, you know, to put it PC. Like Lagos street hustler. Do you understand? I remember the first time that my brother came to Lagos on his own and was living with his friends in Bariga and he called me like, guy, Omorita is not anything to joke with. There are people who actually sleep in the open outside. Def. You know, that's a life that he was from and that's how he represented himself. So while NATO and MI was holding the fort as these cool kids with Yankee influences, this is a guy from what's the first? Alagbado. Agbado. Okay, do. The other side, you know, from the heart of the, the ghetto. Le- you know, the Lagos. So, you know, while you admired what MI and Neto C brought to the table. Dagme was representative of the prevalent lifestyle of most Lagos people. Yeah. All of us here now, we have phone, we have Kini. If you go to Bariga and Abado and inside the Patra, these are boys that don't give a rat's ass, excuse my French, about yeah. all of these your things. You know, and we are seeing them on the island as well. Now. Yeah. You, know, you see people that knock your glass, bagua, bagua, bagua. That's where Dagreen comes from. So if you didn't enjoy him right off the bat, your interest was piqued. Like, okay, who is this person? Why is he talking? The Why way is he talking? giving a different narrative? Do you understand? Speaking for like the people who were 
economically disenfranchised, mm. suppressed, the oppressed, which hip hop in Nigeria at that time were not paying attention to. So back then it was either you're doing the modern technical stuff, mm. triple or third race, mm. with the interior rap man or ODs, mm. or you had MI and it will bring in that swag. Right. Then the game was coming with, yo, these are the people here, nobody's rapping about them. Right. And right. that is what just And I hope we get into it because because you know, hip hop the, the beginnings of hip hop as for, a genre is for the disenfranchised. For the disenfranchised. The poor people. It's from the inner cities. Yeah. These are people that they will tell you that they are corrupting the child. You have um what's it called now? Um NWA. Uh, yeah. And the things they were speaking about, about scared mainstream America. America. Because that's the truth. That's the truth. That grain is from that type of thing. So I blame PDD. <laughs> and I don't blame him like that because I really think PDD changed, you know, hip hop. Yeah. But PDD was the person that said, Let's make I'm not rapping about fuck you, fuck your mama, I go kill your picking. I'm popping champagne, which is what NATO and MI yeah, held on to. Was on it. But if you look out from the NWA prism, that's that green. Yeah. To summarize what you guys are saying, I, I, I kind of look at it as, you know, two parallel stories going at the same time. Yeah. Right? Hip hop was, you know, witnessing the second wave with right. the MIs and NATO Cs making hip hop very sociable. And the source kids. And well, the, no, yeah, kids. And, you know, source kids coming like two years earlier. Yeah. You know, I'm making it very sociable for younger people to really understand. Right. I don't need to really crack my brain to understand. I don't, need to, I don't need to open the dictionary. Y- you know, yeah. and all that. And, and I'm enjoying it as a young person. Yeah. But while that storyline was happening, another storyline was happening. Was yeah, was Indigenous rap was also seeing a second wave. Yeah. After the AYs and the adjusters, this guy now came in and said, you know what, I'm bringing, I'm bringing it and I'm really taking it to the streets. I'm yeah. really going to represent the people yeah. that, or, or where I come from. Right. Yeah, you yeah know? That, that's it. And, and, and you see it like that. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on to... When he dropped the first single, nah, bro. <laughs> let's move there. Let's move, yeah, let's yeah, move yeah. on to the first single of the album. Yeah, pom pom pom. All right, <laughs> that's the aftermath. I mean, the shock, the top, shock waves. Top ten. <laughs> pom 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 was released in November two thousand and eight. Yeah, right. And you know everything started to build from there. Um, I and I once interviewed Sosik on right. you know another podcast and there's a lot of backstories there and I played the interview again and I was listening to the interview. So six says it took it took three months for anybody to jump on that record. Mm. Three good months, right? It was released in November 2008. Since he created it, mm. he had been shopping the beat around. A quick backstory to when how Dagreen met Sosik. Um, I think they met on Facebook. They had talked. They had connected. Someone gave someone the number. That Green called him. So six says, "Hey man, I mean Yabatek was still schooling, mm. you know, and that Green will leave Alagbadu." You know what? You're missing a part. Yeah, Gino had seen that Green's video first. Oh, mm. for real? Yeah, had told um, what's his name? So six. Oh, there's this boy who boom 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 boom. So wasn't like, oh, okay, cool. I I see my thing. So when he got that um, call from Green, he was mm. like, oh, shoot, this is the guy that my brother was talking me about. about now. So it, it made him, you know, a little bit more receptive towards, towards you know, meeting him yeah. and getting this going. Yeah. Okay, back to the story. Thanks. That's why we have Gino <laughs> here. History and, that's, and that's why we need Gino to do a vlog interview. <laughs> we need, no, I've been talking to Gino. Gino, if you're here, I've told him I'll check up on you every three months. 
It was three months a couple you of weeks you need, ago. You need, you need to make it every three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Three months Bro, is like three years. Alpha, just check in. You say, ah, okay, okay, okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, if you're listening, we need G. you. Oh, by the way, Gino is a part of the History Made book. You know, there's a chapter. There's no way we can ignore Gino's no be God. Yeah, mm. def, def. And again, I drew a parallel between Gino and William Oyabo. This was somebody that was dope. I was like, I'm not talking to you. I'm I'm not doing this right now. And there's nothing yeah. that you can yeah, do about it. Yeah, true. Cre- Back to Yabatek. So, 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 so sick you know, links up with, uh, or Dagreen links up with Sosik, you know, and the relationship starts, right? He says he plays Pom Pom Pom. He's played Pom 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 for a couple of artists, including Rugged Man, who passed up on the beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, side, side note, Rugged Man has passed on some classic beats in his career. But moving on. <laughs> yeah, Rugged Man is rumored to have passed mm. on Gongwaso beat as yeah. well, mm. right? Traffic. Mm. Remembers traffic, traffic, traffic. from yeah. Soskid. From Soskid, then yeah. now with three two three, yeah. and also he he created a beat for these guys, you know, and he also had passed up on it. Mm. But he said when he played it for that green, green Baba. the first thing that Green did was take off his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, <wow. Yeah. laughs> in, in true that green fashion, in true right. green fashion, you know, and and he laced the beat, and you know, Kill. I mean, it's it's history, it's history, it's yeah. history. And when that song dropped. In 2008, remember? See, in, in Nigerian hip-hop, there's some records that you know that when you hear once, you know that this is history yeah. that's about to take place. I agree. I remember I agree. the day I listened to this. Funny enough, it was a guy in my church. He's, he was neighbors with Dagen, very close. I think there are three houses or five, four houses away from Dagen's house, family house. He said, have you heard Dagen's latest song? I said, no. <laughs> Just play pop pop for me. I heard it. Eh? Time fools. Mm. And I was seeing what he was rapping about. I could see the yeah. imagery. Yeah. It's like he brought... The ghetto mm. to your mind. Right. True. After that, I'm like, bro, we have a fucking problem here. Mm. That this whoever this guy is yeah. is about to take over. It's a monumental record in Nigerian hip hop history. That's the best thing we can say about that. Again, you know, that green is from the streets. Olenu is a Yoruba slang yeah. for Lagos boys. Like you have mouth, you yeah. are mounted, you know, and that's what is channeling. This is what I am. I have mouth, and he's saying all of this. Look. Look at the first things. opening bars on Nigerian. You mean Nigerian? What BBC? Like, bro, bro, hold up. Like, shit. You know, when you listen to English rap records from Nigerians, mm. you see how to like translate it in your mind. Right. With that green, it was, they understand, you understand it was instinctive immediately. You knew what it was talking about. Well, every, line dro- every line dropping was punching you at real time. You didn't have to sit down and think, oh, what was he saying on that verse? Mm. It was hitting you right there, and you're like, bro, no. Right. This song is a problem. Is it me or was he firing the shots at his previous record label with the last bar Could that it be. says Fanta, the Fanta you thought you collected from me, I pissed in it. Hmm. Probably. You know, because that Green had, he had a record deal with, I think, Liu Entertainment mm-hmm. that didn't necessarily work out. And you can, you can hear it when he was doing If I Die and it's saying... Liu Entertainment, the office was on Magodo. It was a yeah. Magodo. I, yeah, I think I, you got I, the flat. I, I used to, I used to go there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used oh, okay. to go there. So, my my guy was um, the in-house producer. So I was on the streets there. Yeah. You know, nah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Why we are we behind, behind the laptops writing those stories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so him coming is his deal with Leo went left. You know, something that just didn't click. He had moved out from the hood. Was already living in Magodo. They mm-hmm. gave him a flat or something there, and it fell caved in, and he had to move back to the hood, you know. So him coming on pom, pom, pom was 
you know how 50 Cent recorded Many Men mm. and was recording it with pain in his heart. God bless you. That's mm. his Many Men. That's his Many Men. That's that green channeling all of the pain and everything that he has known since into that one song. This was his get, give it all or die. You know, yeah. I'm sure that if that green, if Pop Pop hadn't puffed up, popped off, that green may have said, you know, fuck this shit, okay. I'm already making 30k, 20k. I want the shit. I want the shit. You know what I mean? You know, so it's 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 monumental. It was it was a battle cry for the unheard. Like mm. and like larger context. Mm. These were people like, yo, mm. this hip hop thing, we are here, and this is our story. Right. And that green just said, yeah, this is welcome this new generation. And from there, man, it was madness. Mm. Let's listen to Pom Pom Pom. The green, some seek in the beat. Uh, some to beats in the wig, baby. Uh, you know what it do. Uh, you know what it is. Uh, but we knew what it was, baby. That green. about like that first verse and there are some lines there right he's rapping the line and it sounds very like trivial or normal but for me i see like a double entendre in the mm. line right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let me start with omo niger mulefin she pepsi okay right so i'm a i mean i mean i'm a i'm a son of the soil i can use my mouth to open a bottle of pepsi it can also mean i have alternative ways of Other than things. the conventional way yeah. of running things. Mm. Yeah. Well, if this is how you guys want to run it, we I have... I mean, you know, I'm a Niger boy. I have alternate ways of I'm running this thing and, yeah. and, and, you know, getting the desired results. Yeah. That's how I see some of, mm. you know, those lines on Pom Pom Pom. Very graphic, visceral, in your face. Like, yeah. bro, is that same Agbero energy you brought on this record? Like, bro, we are here. We are you right know? here. You say, you know, our Niger, one boy, Alori, BBC. Mm. It's like, we're local. But we're out there. We're going to transcend what this local environment and go international. Mm. Or, or when he says, Toba was sole, boss up to Lomati Bolle. That one is pure. It's simple. It's simple. That's it means, Lagos. It means That's if, you go, if you go the short route, mm-hmm. yep. you might you might just, you know, yeah. you yeah. might yeah. just get it. Yeah. You might. Yeah. That's true. You know. You know. And then Sole is, is, is a... I hope that people listening actually know all of these things. Because <laughs> Sole is where you don't enter the bus at the bus park. And you go on the express. Yeah. So, suppose Lagos Tibadon is 700 naira. And then Sole is, <laughs> is 400 naira. Yeah. But for somebody like Dagrin, who is in tune with the streets, he's never going to wait two hours for a bus to get full. 
He's not going to wait for somebody That's like Obi Asika to give him a the million. Yeah. You know, say, let's do this. I'm going to do it however I want to do it. And when I'm at my bus stop, I'm going to get off. Yeah. And, and, you know, Sole, for for those who don't understand, like Lagos road systems or mm. transport systems, right. it's the bus you take that doesn't stay at the park, like Jide said. And when you do take the bus, because it's always on the move, you literally can drop at anywhere. Mm. It doesn't have a designated bus stop. And they don't stop. stop for you to like, oh yeah, drop. You go... You jump off. You go guide yourself. You know, off. and the metaphor there for me is, right. if you enter that kind of bus, it means that you have to then take the risks yeah. mm. to get down. Funny about risk. Those buses are no for one chance. Now then they do one yes, chance. No. Yeah, so... <laughs> yes, what is no. the guiding like, bro? Anything can happen. <laughs> when this record drops, the impact... Let's talk about the impact of this record. It started to grow. Instant mayhem. It started to grow like really big, you know, on the streets. And when then the video dropped, mm. the video, uh, um, um, the monochrome shots from start to finish. Mm. It was run this time, but just the street version. <laughs> Basically, yeah, run yeah, it's a, yeah. the street version. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, you're actually right. That, <laughs> you, I, this last 10 seconds, I just played back the video, the two videos in my head. And I'm seeing it. Like, and again, it's still credit to that green for being in tune with what was popping. Yeah, he wasn't ignorant of what was happening over there. Do you understand? Yeah. And whoever the video director was, you know, was in tune with what that green was saying, was in tune with what the record was about. Yeah. And this is a year that was 2008 was when Talk About It came out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand? And Nato's album came out. And Nato's album came a big deal. Yeah. yeah. For that green to have, you know, released a, a single that matched the energy. And was so different from what this was different, was. you know. Kind of big deal. Props to Nato C. Nato C is Nato C. Goats, goats. Am I, you know, the same? But you had this outsider who didn't have the backing of the. He didn't have the resources. You don't have the resources. Didn't have nothing. I mean, this was when Nato was saying, "I'm the only rapper." We this when when he went abroad to get his degree. Yeah, no, this no, no, no. Was about to go. No, yeah. I think oh, it was, no, yeah. it was twenty. Okay, but this is this was when Neto and Emma were basically ruling the Lagos life. They're yes. going to place like Sway Bar. They'll yes. come back. It was so cool. And one guy was like, "Bro, I'm from the hinterland, man, I bro. Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking I was about." Showing up, I was mm. showing up. I, I was shutting it down, and it was dominating. I have a story of mm. it was GT the Guitar Man's album launch somewhere in the VI, one Chinese restaurant in the VI. Neto was there, obviously. Big boys were there, and they were all performing their songs. Everybody was laughing. And towards the end, Green came mm. and they played Kondo. Bro, <laughs> I saw Netosi. Netosi was at the corner looking at Green like, How? Though? How? How sweet. Bro. Obviously, I was going crazy. I was jumping over. Only Salah there. And Neto was like, Bro, <laughs> who is this guy? I think for cats like that, it was, you know, seeing. Again, props to Netosi. Netosi is a privileged kid. Emma is from Joss, where everything is soft. When whiskey, they say whiskey has a theory that if you're, if you're from if you are from Joss, you blow. I agree. Yeah. Like if you, you are don't from blow Joss, song, you blow in football. Yeah. Shout out to Mikel Obi. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it gives them a a window into the Lagos lifestyle. Lagos is no jokes. Even right now, you know the hair is different. They feel you can feel the energy in the air. Yeah. Shout out to Rihanna on Run Town. <laughs> you can feel it yeah. in the air. That's what that green presented folks like Nato and Obi Asika. You know, Obi Asika is a privileged kid. Now his father was governor of Insta Region. Yeah. You know, so he could never relate to Mofenshi Pepsi. Why? You have a butler to pour your drink. Well, here's this guy who is opening his Pepsi with his teeth. You know what I mean? So for them to see 
it's like they're in, in a glass cube and they're just looking at, oh, so this is what is happening. But again, that green came with unapologetic unfiltered, unfiltered, or censored. Take it or leave it. Again, for me, that's for that's him going for broke. What's the worst that can happen? That's a get each other try and move. Ready to exactly. die, ready to yeah, die right. and move. Exactly. Exactly. Like, bro. Exactly. We've talked a lot about like the 50 Cent influence. It's yeah. clearly on the record. No, no, you could hear it there. Okay, 50 is one of the biggest you rappers. Could, you could hear it on the beat. You could hear it on the flow. And when I talked to Sosik about it, Sosik said that yeah. Green was, in, you know, not only influenced, he was, he was, he was obsessed with 50 mm. Cent. I think he was even studying him. Yeah. yeah. He, he said he wanted to be the new 50. Yeah. You know, on, on that Green's first album, Still on the Matter, he had sampled 21 questions. Mm you know, on, on, on one record. So yeah. you could tell, like, there was a lot of influence. Let's go back to Gino's albums that So Sick produced. You listen to the album, right? Pimplers Walk. You can hear G-Unit production meets Jay-Z right. delivery or style of music. Yeah. You could clearly hear it and you could you could hear, you, you could feel that sort of influence on this mm. record as well. Yeah. It sounded like a G unit. It sounds like a New York, something that like New York guys, yeah, a New York you know, posse record. New York, New York mm-hmm. that Jedekis, Fajo, You know, even how they were moving on Pop 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 was pretty much New York, New York. You know, you have people moving on the streets, just showing street signs yeah. and all whatnot. Yeah. You know. yeah. Same thing like that. And so Dagreen started to work on the album. Obviously, off the back of this, you know, massive Alpha. single, he yeah. started to put the album together. Um, and the chief architect, of course, was Sosi. So Sosi produced seven out of it's a 12. it's a I think thirteen songs. Yeah. So he had, he pr- produced about seven out of you know, Frabs did two, I think. Mm. Frabs did I think one. He had Saz a, was in there somewhere. Saz did one Young as well. Young Saz <laughs> <laughs> did one as well, and he started to just build the album, and the album dropped, mm. and <sighs> it took off from there. Like yeah. basically took off from there. The first single after the album drop was Kondo. Mm. The backstory to Kondo is... He didn't want it. He didn't want <laughs> the record. Because it was too real. It was completely too real. You know, yeah. he didn't want the record. So, Sars had produced the record. He had recorded it. He played it for So Sick. So Sick like, this is dope. And he was like, ah, I'm not sure. Maybe you shouldn't make the album. Mm. You know, I'm not sure about it. It's not hard enough. You know, So Sick, can you touch it? Mm. You know, and So Sick was like, no. Nah, what are you talking about? It's fine. Made. This is this is dope. This is this is this is a song. Let's go. You know, and I like the fact that the producer can tell mm. his artist. Basically, he was his artist. They were yeah. working together, and you can say, no, no, no. Even though that guy produced it for you, dope. It's good it's to a, go. It's a good record, and it's good to go. And and he made it the second single. Yeah. And Kondo dropped. And for me, this was the okay. This guy's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it for me. When I heard it on radio, I'm like, okay, this guy understands. You know how I look at Kondo? I look at Kondo as as Jay-Z's Give It To Me. That commercial record me. where you can... I wasn't even mad at that record. Like, it's right. It's because fine. basically, he, he kind of sing raps the first two verses, yes, right? Yeah. Before Or the first verse. Before he kill it. Before he kills it with the last verse. To me, I and I listen to it, I'm like, it's... It even it got so much radio play. I I, I think Pom 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 got more radio play after his death. death. So and the thing about Pom 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 is that Pom 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 was, I think, it was primarily pushed by you know those street barbers. Yeah, mm. played the hell out of Pom Pom Pom. They played the hell out of radio. It. Wasn't that receptive of Pom 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 because I mean, it was still new, like and it was very gully and grimy, very gully right. and grimy. But something like Kondo was more of that. It's a pop song. It was obvious. It was in your nose. You know that like, this is going to be it, and it was different and. I mean, they went with it like that. That's how I know that that green will have. So we we 
we castigate Olamide. I think people have stopped now. Yeah, because obviously they are tired, now, bro. <laughs> for going that route of singing your verses. I have no doubt that when they're going to be alive, you have done it first. Definitely. I don't think it was him that even understood it. I mean, I'm not surprised that he didn't like the record in the first place. The Green just wanted to do him. That was his whole thing. Just leave me. Let me do my yeah. thing. But you already met somebody like Sosik who was grounded in music and how music works. It looks at the bigger picture. Like. Do you understand? You can do streets for as long as you want. If you don't have that radio play and that mass That's appeal. Right. You're not going, going far. You're not, not going far. That's what they did with Congo. And shout out to Dagrin for being open, res- open. Yeah, you know. to that change. But again, it still goes back to the fact that he didn't have anything to lose at that point. He didn't have anything, so there's no yeah. point to him. So to you do anything. whatever you want to do, but also open your mind up to people who already know more than you do. You have Saz already, young Saz, but Saz was insanely talented already. Def. And you had Sosik, who was also insanely talented, and being magnanimous to know that Sosik could have made it. You know, a thing of ego. Nobody might beat so. Yeah, no, no. is trash. But, you know. So, that's why he's so sick. He's so sick. <laughs> and coming off this, before I even released the album, I remember interviewing him for Hip Hop World and he was so confident in it. He says, when this album drops, it will be the best rap album Nigerians have ever heard. And me being an MI fan, then I'm like, bro, uh, I don't know how you're going to talk about it. I don't know how that's going to be possible. But mm. when I heard the album, yeah. bro. It fits in very correctly with the way they won't arrange the records mm. you'll be like no this is yeah. they did it in the way classic rap albums used to be like right. it, it would be a movie there's right. a reason why ghetto dream starts mm. and thank god ends the album mm. so the journey he truly mm. went through the journey yeah, yeah. it brought you into his, his into his world life, yeah. into his world right. and at the end it was a triumph and you know i think that's why we still regard the album the way we live right now mm. let's listen to Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> She buried that green. Know what I look like. But we know what to be, baby. Know what I mean? Miss off for your entertainment. To size on the big baby. Come me to love so jack. That let me travel a look or jack. If me need come one lay. Show my work by me, share it. Lori Betty, I be Lori Roggy. I be shake a tenning a more a more get tell me. I don't feel you. I say I'm smoking None they make man they cut the gum on and let you go for sure Not today, let me take it to my house There's something and not today You make me go drink on and I'll come up with something Because I'm on me, me go sing a lay Daddy, me go sing a lay Help on me go sing a lay Give me the gum on and lay What I can do, can do, can do Wow, commando, mando, mando Tell him make him a tell him but let's go MLM of a song with level on low Come out to the main one with all the man low Drug man low Now money me on the world that I ain't got none Money pay me on no work I know to spend none And thinking I'm a better talk of trash been some You heard about the word green papa gone some Shalewa, sariwa, lewa Soon so the bitch to me ya kata Bosh, 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 bokta Tryna pull a damp, you can whoop me up ten Come on, bosh, you man, shit, you know how we get down Omelewa, shina kalaba Why you the phone? Because I be you the bar Oh, 
Pushing me, you all over me. Timbabo, show me some milk. Lower me. Now, Tibo face cool, no better. You late to Mumwa, what's cool, no better. Cholong, go on me. Show me you want some money. You want more, show me you the work and the journey. Now, what about Waka Beko, see by the name of that moon, similar to that moon. Get zip, put my life in flip. Working my water friend through the long moon trip. And nobody to work, but see while I go to win me. I'm about to the bed, but they eat you, you me. Baba, that's you. To body, Coco, who must have a lot to live in for that. Mad, mad record, mad, mad record. Sounds so fresh to today, man. Yeah. Still sounds fresh. Like fresh. if you drop the record today, it will ring. It will still ring records, yeah. And this is the song. So this song dropped when the album dropped and just blew it out. Oof. Like everybody started listening. Everybody started playing this record. I remember people were sharing this record on phones. It was playing on radio everywhere. It was huge. It was huge. Very I want huge. to talk about production on this album. Of course, so sick. The chemistry with right. between Dagreen and Sosik is, is amazing. 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 Interestingly, however, most of these beats yeah, were yeah. meant for Gino. Yeah. I remember of Gino course. Gino typing on Facebook and posting something. He said, Dark Poet and Dagreen taking all my beats. <laughs> right? And Sosik corroborated it. He said, you know, Gino had dropped the album in 2007. Mm. Sosik started making a new set of beats for him, shared right. the beats with him. Gino was not too enthused about rapping anymore. We right. don't know why. We wish he, we wish he comes back to today. Gino is notorious for recording an album that's capping it. Like, yeah, not I, I'm it. not feeling it and yeah. then we're done. We're done. So Dagreen is here in the studio and So Sick is playing 70 beats in a week, you know, that he's made in a week right. for him and, and he's basically just picking up everything. Mm. Yeah, and definitely. he's picking up the beats. So, so Sick admits that, you know, large part of, I think almost every beat was meant for Gino. Was meant for Gino. Yeah. Was meant for Gino. You know, so that those are two those are the, the two things that matter. Da Green's friendship with Sosik meant that Sosik was looking out for his interest. Yeah. Sosik being Gino's brother meant that Sosik was making the sickest beat ever. Know, ever for his brother. So for those two worlds eh, to collide, you're just I mean it's unsurprising that it's something like CEO that came out of it. That came out of it. There are two songs on this album right. whose beats who had appeared on another album. There's a guy called Two Tech, mm-hmm. right? He, the guy who signed Sanchez. He owned the label called Rock a Lot Records. Rock a Lot Records. And there were two songs. One is Every Day, and the other one is Make Do, right? He, he called his own Fresh and Fly, mm-hmm. you know. So a year earlier, Sosik had produced these records for this guy. Remember, there's a Benin connection, right? Yeah. So of course, Sosik, Gino, and ONG, from all from you Benin know Boys. Benin. Two Tech is from Benin, Shout so out there to was Benin that. And Edo. Yeah, that's us. That's us. You got to respect us. Yeah, yeah. People don't respect us enough, Edo by the way. Legal. <laughs> yeah, people, funny enough. People Edo's, don't respect us Edo's that much. hip-hop uh, industry has a lot of OGs in it, man. Mm. Thank a lot you. of OGs. Thank you. Can I go on Rhymezo? Rhymezo. Can like, I go on Cyrus the Virus? Cyrus the Virus. Can I go on Sanchez? Sanchez. 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 Can I go on Cartier? Cartier. Come on. The Genie? Uh, uh, Niore? No, no, they try. They, they try. Can I go on? <laughs> they try. <laughs> Don't floss too hard. All right, so these records are, you know, we're on two text records, but, you know, um, so said he wasn't feeling it that much and he gave that green the records again. Of course, this is the era where People are just, uh-huh. you know, doing whatever they yeah. do. Two-Face was, was notorious for somebody's beats always ended up on his album. Yeah. <laughs> you know. There, are no, there was no paperwork then. Yeah, so. no. Let's just, let's just do this. I'm but feeling it. I'm feeling basically, it. Basically, beats are inshallah. Beats are You should put that on your t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beats are inshallah. But we'll get back to the production. I want to talk about the theme of the album. Mm. Mm. Right? 
For me, I think one song that actually defines the theme of the whole album is Ghetto Dreams. It's Ghetto Dreams. Bro, that you song know, is yeah. too emotional, man. Bro. The album for me is a soundtrack to what the hood looks like. Right. Every song defines a... a certain aspects of where that green is coming from. Whether it was Kondo, mm. basically how you're in the hood with your girl. Oh, my mom pops in with the uh, through. Show you know? Cool. All those 16 room houses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the face me, I face you yep. and, and stuff like that. Mm. It was also no attempt to be commercial or sell out. It was clear. He, he was just being him. There's not one song here. Even Kondo, as commercial, commercially successful as it was, it didn't sound like he was attempting to you know, go commercial. It, it sounded so very organic. organic. Yeah, that, that is why I do my lifestyle. I wake up and do this. And, you know. And that's one that I feel like they tried too hard. Which one? The, uh, the one we call Hala, Hala. Swag? No, 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 no. What they want. I yeah. Yeah, what they want was... Yeah, was... Yeah. Was a push, know, right? But I listened to seven, you, eight... You already go. had, like, <laughs> so many, like, bro, so we don't even fine. care. I don't <laughs> care. It's, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm cool with this. I'm cool with this. I totally agree. I agree. I think that's why... I mean, well, there's this whole theory about if this album is a classic or not, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, for me also, he was very effortless in expressing his personality. Right. You could he wasn't struggling with any verse, he wasn't struggling to round up any verse. Mm. There were no four bars that just sounded, you know, out of place. Yes. It was almost like he had so much to say. So on every record, there was just the right amount Con- of concise was, writing. Yeah. Concise. You didn't leave a bar. Like, this bar will touch you one way or the other. Mm. You, didn't just, you know sometimes when rappers rap, you know that like, this guy yeah, just... You wanted to summarize. You just wanted to finish this. He patched it up. Well, this one, no. <laughs> nah. Concise. You know, and you can tell from, from, from Ghetto Dreams, you know, it's a soundtrack to Lagos Street Life. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, again, it's something that even M.I. echoed on... Was it Lego Music? If to say sales day before day shop. Mm-hmm. Dagon is telling you if things were better for me, I'll have been in school. I really want to go to school. Yeah. But I don't have the funds. Yeah, like, that's what I said on Ghetto Dreams and all that. I would have been like, well, let's show you Exactly. You know, all the distractions and all everything. All distractions. It's not going to happen. And you can you can see that in the lives, even all of these years later. You can tell, you talk to somebody that's from Saliko, you know, they want better. I mean, even a case of. Is it what, what are they called? The one million boys or something? One million boys. Do you get what I mean? This Dagan is basically telling their stories years exactly. before they even because we have this generation of young people that are uncared for. Their parents are struggling. Me, I could not believe it when I met people who said that all they had was maybe twenty or thirty nine that their parents would give them in the morning and sort yourself Tough out. out. Yeah. The first time I ate out by myself, I was almost done with secondary school because I didn't know what that meant. And we have this millions, one million boys that are there on the streets. No father, no mother, no nothing. They are just trying Street to eke out a living. You know, and that's that's where it's coming from. That's where, again, you can hear his pain in, in that record and it sets the tone for everything else that's yeah. coming down the line. Ghetto Dreams basically defines itself. Mm. It's, you are from the hood, you are from the ghetto, you, you are dreams, dreams, but you are hindered by your, what, your surroundings. I wish you could do more, yep. but, but this poverty, know. and it's not just normal poverty, this is like institutional poverty. Multidimensional poverty. poverty. Like, you're in the trenches of poverty, mm. and you wish you could do more. But I also like how he touches on how he might even have the opportunity, but he's he's so held down by, by his own his, flaws. By his own flaws. Wanting to be like Pastor Chris, yes. but you know, carrying Ephesi, away Ephesi Ludacris by, by you know, the Ephesi of Ludacris. Which, yeah, which you could say that some, some guys in, this, in the ghetto have to eventually get the money, legal or illegal, mm. but now move on and mix up that your life. You're still stuck. Yeah. 
right there. Yeah. I mean, he can mentally, he's, he's mentally can move. He says it again on Pop Pop that his mother actually wants him to take. Was it Pop Pop Pop? Yeah. 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 lyrics from, yeah. from yeah. sounds. Yeah. yeah, you know. But that's that's it now. The life is still. You know, you can just roll up your weed wherever, spark up. You know, you don't want to remove yourself from that life. I was watching BT Chronicles of No Limit the other day, and that's what Simurda himself couldn't detach from. Yeah. They were rich, but that life is that hustler that, that, mentality. Know, he still, still, he still couldn't move out of the hood completely. He was always going back, and that's where ultimately he met his Waterloo. Yeah. Hopefully, Kim Kardashian comes through. <laughs> Let's listen to Get to Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. So sick. Let me tell you something about my life real quick. Deep freeze on the lakes. Sometimes when I sleep and I'm dreaming, man, I just don't want to wake up. I realize that I'm married to the game and me and my bitch never break up. I put it down for the ghetto. I've been that way from the ghetto. And I wonder. And I wonder. key messaging of the album. GD, mm. when you listen to the album, what do you take away? Ah, I take away that 
and I'm trying not to sound too grown up, but I have <laughs> I have two songs that I'm worried about. Congratulations. That's, oh, thanks, yeah. man. Thanks, man. You know, so when you take out all of Dagwin's personal struggles and stories conveyed in the music, we have a generation of Omota that if they are lucky, they are going to be a Dagwin, you know, who is successful. But that chance is very slim. It's slim. Now, for every one Dagwin, you have a hundred boys that are just lost on the street. Yeah. You can drive anywhere in Lagos now and you get scared. You know, but again, that means that there's an opportunity for all of these kids to move out of their circumstances and be better. They want to be better. That green really wanted to be better. Yeah. You know, he didn't want that life. He wanted, you know, to be successful at doing music, which is a much less harmful um, endeavor oh. than all of the other things that we're doing. Streets, yeah. On the song with Oman Mumi, he says it now. I've stolen before. Was it Jallery? Was yes. it Jallery? It remains small for a kill person. Yes, that's an that's a present threat that all of these kids uh, have and pose to society. There's a big so, option there for him to do that. John and become a menace to society. Flip it many years later. Olamide echoed the same sentiment. Along you, Jackin Jali. I mean, it's it's there yeah. for people to see. So while we we admire that green's courage. We admire his talent. We mourn his death. The messaging is bigger than he himself. He was speaking for a generation of unseen and uncared for people. Unheard. Do you understand? So, are we going to be patient enough to groom these kids to be better? Are we going to put the, re, um, the required infrastructure? My theory, and I've said it before, some people say I should not say it's from Palm Groove. Eh? Look at the entire radius to Lady Lack down to Shomolu, down to the part that borders Unilag. Yeah. They need to cancel that place. We need to relocate all those kids and make that place into Hyde Park. If you know the level of crime... Because it's very volatile. It's very volatile now. Shomolu boys will be fighting with Fadei boys. You can't even drive on the corridor. Yeah, you can't drive on the corridor. You can't drive on the corridor. Those are the things that we see. Those are the things that happen. You know, so while we're not, again, I think it comes with my age because when this song came out, when this album came out, I just wanted to vibe. Like, even me that I was not made of that life, I could relate because there are things that <laughs> I wanted to go to Auburn Law College in the UK. And this was when Pound was 2.30. Oh, wow, so nice. <laughs> and they said, yeah. And they said, no. The good old days. Good old days. Messed just, up, but still good old days. Still good old days now. Yes, now. Do you understand me? And they said, no, just need to pay a confirmation fee of £1,000. And £1,000, I went to assume my, my school fees was 48 k mm. a year. I had first gone to IFE. My school fees was 99 My accommodation was, I think, all of 900 and something. Do you understand? So even I, who am not from Dagreen's life, I can relate to the stories of want, unfulfilled dreams, dreams yeah. all of these things. Again, the defiance to society, the juvenile delinquence in being at home. I had one girlfriend that year. All we wanted was for our parents to go out yeah. and just stick in the house. Yeah, and watch film. Yeah, and the, f- the original Netflix and chill. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so those are those are all those elements. That, yeah, you know, it's it's something for young people to really ponder about. Mm. You you could stay stuck in your circumstances. I have no doubt that if Dagwin didn't die, would have been. You know, he'll have done even greater for himself. Mm. But nothing is guaranteed for all of us. 
This was that green meeting up with Sosik and gave him everything. Okay, you want to be a rapper now? I have the template. This is how to do it. It means that all of us should just take, you know, the chances that we are given because nothing is promised. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I think Dagreen's, the theme he was talking about was obviously poverty. Mm. You struggling from where you are, then trying your best to succeed in life by any means. Necessary. Yeah. And it's a classic tale of a hustler. Mm. At the end of the day, you thank God, you move on. You're no longer there anymore. Mm. Even though it's bittersweet, if you add the aspect of how he now died. Yeah. But it's just an inspirational tool for millions of young Nigerians that look, if I can do it, then you can do it. Like, I'm not, honestly, he's not the best lyricist. Uh, I can't remember who, I think it was you. Yeah. And then, Byron Mishore also echoed the same sentiment. If you take it lyrically, perhaps that green wasn't necessarily the the best. best. But he had a gift of writing the beat. Writing the beat, and let's not forget, no matter how creative you are with words, raw honesty Mm. will trump anything. Mm. Like, I think it's like it's like that conversation around Pac and Biggie, right? Yeah. Like Pac just being as relatable as possible. possible. Yeah. And you know Biggie is the one with the oh God, flow, triple and then well, mm. Pac will tell you if Pac says I'm angry, he says I'm angry. He mm. doesn't find another word for it. That's true. And I think about that that share that raw honesty coming from a rapper and you know speaking to the downtrodden. Right. Like the people who are not even supposed to be listening to rap. They should technically be listening to Fuji. Mm. And you now just coming and look at this hip hop you guys can be a part of it because all about the struggle. In Yankee, hip-hop is all about the struggle of a minority. You guys are the minority here in terms of wealth. So, let's tap into that. And that was album. And there's, we can see from that that after his death or even after the album, the growth rate of indigenous rappers just yeah, filled yeah, up yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, we have to pause. <laughs> <laughs> get in there. I want to talk about, okay, the right. album has dropped, the singles have dropped. Yeah. That green starts getting... Mm. Like shows, right. you know, he's getting shows at Sway Bar. Mm. You know, he's getting shows at you know Echo Hotel. At places he should not even be. You at. know, mm. he's he's no more getting bounced at the at the, at the gates. Mm. He has more than one red shoe. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so he's he's, he's getting that fan love and right. acceptance right. from not just from the mainland now, from mm. the island. Mm. You know, as a young journalist at the time, I was doing radio and blogging. I literally saw what was happening. Yeah, you know, I. Twitter was popping off. Twitter I, was just, yeah. Tools was interviewing Dagreen. Yeah. This is, I tools mean, I just come back, yeah? You yeah. know, I mean, Beat FM, Dagreen yeah. on Beat FM, being Beat interviewed FM was by Tools. This was shiny Beat FM. I just come back Beat FM. Yep. It, it was, it was, he was breaking boundaries. Mm. I want to, I want to ask, how successful was Dagreen at this time? Like, finance, financially, was he, was he breaking you know, he had left Sati Records. Yeah. He dropped the album under his own label, yeah. Yusofuni Entertainment, Entertainment. Mm. just CEO. before going ahead to sign with, you know, um, Headline Records. Records. You know, he was testing the success. Mm. But how successful do you think he was ah. at that time? Was the money rolling in? Where the show It wasn't rolling, it was streaming in. And it's kind of like when, okay, maybe not even on that level, because remember Biggie said they used to play Sega. Genesis, yeah, and we have PS5. Sometimes, when I think about Biggie, those are the type of things that I miss. You are talking about Sega Genesis, niggas have PS5 coming out, you can't even think about it. You know, that's how I think about that green. The money was starting to come in small, small, starting to come, was starting to come in small, small. You had gotten another apartment, you know, somewhere off a gigi. Yeah, I went to that state. Oh, yeah, the day he died, a lovely, lovely place. Lovely now, it's just secluded from. All of that noise. noise. Yeah, I remember that estate. Yeah. He had, he had moved in there. He had just gotten the car. I remember, I'm watching... The Nissan. 
yeah. in the sun ultimate. It was a big deal back then for Nigerian artists to have a car. The reason that I went to do Pennywise in those days was because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to buy an Ultima and then I put all of my money and my girlfriend's money in Pennywise and they were telling us to wait for week three and it never came. <laughs> you know, so those are some of the things. It, it didn't it didn't have a you know, his parents still live in that old house, sadly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's some he, like, he had a crazy relationship with his parents, especially yeah. his father. So I mean I mean, you can't... Yeah, we understand. You think about all of these things. Uh, the man had many children. Yeah, I tried. I sent you to secondary school. Or everybody who went through that creative phrase of, phase of trying to break out mm. creatively. I think we all we all oh, went no, you, through. You, you, yeah, we all, a, I, I, you know, we you all... Back like a white music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is this thing you are doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whether it was writing or music like, or journal, you, you know, whatever. Anything, anything in the arts, like, yeah. bro, why are you... I mean, you can't blame them too much now. Of course. Where is, where, where, how are you going to make money from this thing that you want to do? Even you do not know how you're going to make yeah, money. You don't, you don't, you don't understand. believe. Say, let's just do you it. Go let's just do it. So, back to that green. Eh? It's sad. It, didn't, it, didn't, it was starting to get okay for him, but the whole thing just ended way too soon. Way too soon. I, I, he had, he I, had, I, had the car for a couple while. of weeks. Yeah. For a few months. For a few months. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I remember. I remember, sorry, I remember no, one time when he died. Before he died, somebody was saying, "Come and collect your check of 450k." He just did one of his last performances. I never went to come collect it. Oh wow! So when he died, the lady was like, "So what do you do now with, with the money. check after the family, obviously?" But that mm-hmm. was like the can, and this was the corporate gig. So yeah. I told you that this was the range she was getting probably at that time, yeah. which wasn't too much. Wasn't but, too much, but it was. You know, I remember one of these, even these frontliners that we have now. I'm not going to mention their name, mm-hmm. but he told me at some point. I don't care about all of these 10 million, 15 million gigs. If you come in for a club appearance, you can pay me 751M. Yeah. I'm good. If I do that a couple of times a month, I can feed my family. Do you know? So even if it wasn't much, 450 in 2000 and when did I die? 2010. Yeah. How much was the bank manager collecting? This yeah. was a year that fresh graduates at bank was. Yeah, look at the inflation rate. Again. Inflation rates and yeah. all of that. You know, and that's the space that was get, starting to get into. Mm. That's Olamide area that. Olamide is home with Ashwa Jutinobu, mm, yeah, zone yeah. with Bank Boys. Yes. That's a zone that Dagen was slowly getting, getting into. into. And if he had not died, I'm sure. You he know. was, he was, he was being polished. Yes. You know, yeah. just he was he, he was, was he was shifting the culture. Was yeah. still, you could hear the gears moving, like mm. okay, some another door is about to unlock. Yeah. Then, one one record that defines, you know, that moment for him. And you hear it with how he's speaking. You could already you could already the lyrics already, he you'd already know he was already getting some money, mm. some money was already flowing in, mm. is Boro, yeah. Richard and Isolate. At this enough, point... I was listening to it, I think they were flipping the words. Motik Boro, and at the point you hear him, Motik Boro, do you know what I mean? It was starting to see money. Fun <laughs> fact so. with Boro right. is So Sick created his beat for Banky W. Huh. I, I, I read it, okay, so yeah, I think I heard when you guys were on the other podcast. Uh, yeah. that, that would have been too hard for Banky though. Hey, hey. Well, you know, sir, it's Banky Girl. I just rapped on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to Boro yeah. featuring no, no, no. Isolate. <laughs> Slay, baby. Yeah, Dick Boro. But it's not It's your boy, that green. So sick, but on the beat. Isolate, baby. Uh, yeah, a shot to the ocean, love.
started taking off 2010, 2011, 2012. You could see the it started affecting the English speaking Nigerian rappers a lot. Uh-huh. Only ice cream could break out because I people were like, bro, I'm doing a bookie record. I don't know what mm. you're talking about. Mm. It was reminisce along with a fino that held down Nigerian hip hop. Yep. We were performing at stadiums. Like yep. the clout you give Jay-Z and Didi, like, oh, you see, Fashola came to Olamide's <laughs> Charles Navy ceremony, bro. They broke the barriers. They finally broke the you barriers. Know. It's just a shame that some people were criticizing them, but they did everything. Yes, easily, that. they were doing Olamide, I mean, off the back of this struggle and stress, right? Mm. right? Olamide was doing 5K, 5 point something K at the co-hotel to yeah. the point where he couldn't do it there anymore. He went to the stadium. He did 20K. Fino in the East, Fino first. Shut down. First, no. I'll never forget when they performed um, Dope Money. 
Olamide's just came on, right? Igbo boys were rapping Yoruba. I'm like, bro, and I wasn't even regular Yoruba because yes. Olamide put his uh, Jemu dialect in it. Yeah. And people say that's the impact of music now. Be, all of us used to follow Nikamos yeah. and Snow. Yeah. And we don't understand what Shabaraj was saying. saying. Yeah. The same thing with all of these guys because they felt like it was part of them. Yeah. You can also see it in Connect and Father Father. Yeah. Father Father passes as Yoruba record, but it's Igbo I life. Yeah. And that's how powerful, you know, this movement was off the back of the fact that these guys understood that we didn't need to be more, you know, Roman than the Pope. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, they could do it their way and still have that audience, that share of mind. And you could see Reminis. Look at Billboard, Samsung here, Origin here. Come on now. And they all came together to do local rappers to Come show you. I think that was the end of the whole dagging thing. Like, yo, yep. we are here finally. Yep. Everything you said about Nigerian rappers that could not be done, we found a way to do it. Do it. Local rappers. It. Local rappers. La, 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 la. <laughs> Rounding up on 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 you know the impact of Dagreen after his death, right? right? Jarakis once said, "You know, dead rappers get better promotion." Yeah, you could tell that, and I hope you guys agree with me that his death kind of plunged, Bro. you know, him into the into the limelight. Do you think it's at any like point, Park, there, yeah. there's a small conversation about you know yeah. maybe him being overrated? People call him a legend. People say the album is a classic. Do you think he's overrated at any point, or do you think? You can't help but have it no, um, overrated because again, he died. He died at the cost of his greatness. Of like, his greatness. Yeah. We are all going to feel a certain way about it. Yeah. Overrated? Fuck no. There's no way you can call that type of person. Because they had shown. It's just like Biggie didn't have any more verses after he died. Yeah, no. Puffy, had, Puffy mixed all those verses for, now. for the, all the posthumous albums. Yeah. We had heard that green on Efimile. We had seen him on his previous album. So it's Call him overrated is a fair And he did, a, he did a ton of verses for people before he died. John, it was just everywhere. It was on just. almost every, every record. And it was, oh, on Kenny, it was on Kenny S. Brown's record. It was on Kenny S. Brown's no, record. record. He was on one, two, three remix. John he murdered Neto C on a committee called you remix. Check out his verse on Champion. Um, Champion. Ah. Barako That's. I heard that on Saido Shupa. Saidu has a whole album. I think that's where Green got it. Oh. A whole album saying that I'm the king. You can't put another king in place. I'm a king. I'm not fighting with anybody. Mm. Do you understand? That's what Dagreen echoed on, on Champion. So for us to... I don't think... Of course, it's going to come up now because you think about it. Was this guy really that good? Yeah. And we already know that the most lyrically talented MCs are not necessarily the best rappers. They're not the best to even push the culture to the mainstream. Do you understand? So we can leave all that technicalities behind and just look at what was it that he was able to do in the short time that he was here. For me, that's what I hold on to. Yeah. You know, of course, we, the sentiment of the fact that he passed away in a such horrific manner is going to be part of it. Yeah, and let's forget that he rapped about his death also. So he really gave the gloomy, notorious yeah. B.I.G. feel to the whole thing. Exactly. And if I die dropped a day after, a day after, a day after his everyone death. Everyone like, whoa, what the hell is this? Mm. Like, he made his profile so even BBC that he rapped about mm. profiled him. Have to look at it like, what's, like what's going on. Here? Yeah, I think for the album to today we still hold that. The reason why we are talking about this album is because it has stood the test of time. Mm. There have been so many indigenous exactly. yeah people that come along the way. albums, but you know that that's true. This is like the the what am I like, bro? Mm. If you can if you can touch CEO, then mm. we know you're legit. True. So he dropped a classic legend. He did legendary things. I was just saying he did legendary things with the short amount, short period he was. It's hard but, for us to calculate the level of legend because he wasn't here for that long. That long, and his catalog is so small, so small. I didn't know the deal, but the impact, what he did, bro, nobody yeah. can question it. Nobody can question it. It's a Lamy Day legend already. 
Right, you I do. have my theory. <laughs> that is another podcast for another. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, GD. Nah, thank yeah, you so much, Iron. No you no guys props. have been amazing. I want Thanks us to, me. I want us to go out with "Thank God," ah. featuring Omaomi, produced by Doctor Fraps. Doctor Fraps. That green, that green, Omaomi, Omaomi. Sound is just a conversation. I mean, Doctor Fraps about to go insane once again. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mr. Free Entertainment, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. One now. Ha ha. Yeah. What it do? There you have it guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe to a Music in Time podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. 
rate and review it as well. Don't forget to share with friends and subscribe to our newsletter. You can find all the good links in the description below. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms. Thank you and catch you guys on the next episode.